This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Praise the Lord again. Praise the Lord again. <laughs> I like live people. I don't know about y'all. Y'all like hanging out at the cemetery or y'all like to be around live people? Hey, Amen. I like to be around live people. Because I need livening up sometimes. Amen. <laughs> hey, Thank you for your giving. And you know what? Be expecting. You know, a farmer, when he plants, when he sows his seed, you know what? Now, he don't go out there and look, you know, dig it up to see if something happened the next day. But, but you know what? He's expecting. He's expecting certain things to happen. You know, first the blade, then the stalk, and then the, the grain or the corn ear in the stalk. Amen? But be expecting. If you're not expecting, you know what? It won't come to you. What you expect comes to you. Amen. Now don't be no, I ain't gonna, don't be expecting somebody else's husband or somebody else's wife. Now we're not talking about that type of thing, okay? We're talking about biblical expectation with holiness and righteousness, amen, and truth and love, amen. But 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 expect. Don't be expecting the devil to always show up. Amen. Have on the whole arm, and if he do, you know, you got a sword to deal with him. But be expecting God to do what he says. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm Brother Bruce. As some of y'all know, most of y'all probably know, and those of you don't. Uh, Pastor Norris is not here today. He asked me to stand in for him. Amen. And uh, keep him in this, and sending him in prayer. Amen. Pastor Norris, I tell you, I love him. Amen. We, I tell you, God has given us such a great gift in Pastor Norris and Cindy being here. So yeah, you can go ahead and clap, uh, uh, praise the Lord for Pastor Norris. I mean, he's, uh, sometimes we don't know what we have. You know, and when you don't know what you have, sometimes you don't get the full benefit of what it can produce. Amen. But Pastor Norris is, uh, you know, one of the best uh, teachers and, you know, in the body of Christ. I'm, I, you know, and uh, uh, and I tell you, those are gifts. He and Cindy are gifts of God to us. Amen, amen. And, and you know what? Some people get hung up on the color of somebody's skin. And don't do that. Don't be wishing somebody else that was closer to your 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 complexion to be here and be your. No, receive the gift that God has given you because God knows what we need. Amen. And I'm thankful for my pastor, amen. I'm thankful for him, you know. And watch your words. Don't be going saying, you know, because you know what? It gets into witchcraft. When you try to put what you want above what God wants, your will over God's will, the Bible calls that rebellion and, and, and stubbornness, which is as the sin of witchcraft. Witchcraft's not a spirit. It's a work, you know. The spirit behind it is rebellion and, and stubbornness. So don't be rebellious or stubborn, but, but speak lie. Be praying for our pastors. Be praying for the people. Get to know somebody around. Be praying for people, amen? Be praying. Say, God, you know, I, they ain't here today. 
whatever they're dealing with, God, or if they're on vacation, keep them safe, bless them. But, God, if they're going through something, Father, just take care of them, bless them, keep them safe, oh, God. Lord, anything that's coming against them, I stand with them in faith and I bind it. Whatever it may be, Lord, God, if it's a financial thing, if it's a sickness, Lord, God, I stand in agreement with them. And we, we take authority over it and say it has to stop its attack in the name. Begin to pray what the Word says, amen. You don't know what people may going through. And see, that same way, God wants to show us people, you know, outside this body, you know, that maybe you work with or something. And they're going through something, but sometimes we get so focused on ourselves. And sometimes the answer of what we're going through is in sowing it into somebody else. See, what you sow, you reap. Sometimes your harvest is in you ministering to somebody else in the same thing that you may be going through. And you get God's, God see that and he, he, he turned the breakthrough for you. Amen. Sometimes that's all he's waiting on. You know, not that he's holding it back. What it is is we hold it back because we just focus on ourselves. And anything just continually focus on itself is like a dead sea. Nothing living in it. It's just an inlet into itself, no outlet. But when we become the outlet, when we become yielded to the, to the power of the Holy Ghost, you know, and allow him to use us and flow out of us, amen, then even if we were a dead sea, life begins to come to that thing. You know, the dead sea in Israel, they're finding that life is starting to come to it. Why? Because God said it would one day. See, we in those last days. And we need to be about the Father's business. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So, uh, uh, like I said, Pastor Norris is not here. And he sends us love. And he and Cindy, amen. And uh, uh, they probably watching. I don't know. But, you know. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, God's going to. God's going to, and he is doing a work in and through us. Amen? So let's step up and, and begin to take our place here, you know? No matter what it is, serving, you know? I, sometimes I see them, you know, looking for ushers and everything. That ought not be. We need to step up, or they need some other people in other areas. It ought not be. We need to step up. Amen? And, and, and support one another. And get our eyes, and I, and I keep going back to this, get our eyes off ourselves. Stop, you know, looking at your age. And a lot of y'all know what I'm talking about. Stop looking at your age. God ain't through with you. You still breathing. You still living. And begin to say what the Word says. Yeah, I'm maturing. I'm, I'm maturing. I get more and more mature in age. But yeah, he renewing my youth like that of the eagles. You know, begin to speak the things that God says and watch the things in your life begin to change. It's real. It's real. Because Jesus said this. He said, you'll have what you say. I'm going to say the word. No matter what the circumstances say, I'm going to say the word. You know, and then it's on the word. You know, I got to have faith when I say it, but it's on the word to begin to show forth that it's true. Amen. And he never fails.
He never fails. So today we're going to begin this series. Uh, uh, Pastor Norris is doing a series this month on Holy Spirit Empowerment. The supernatural ability, miraculous power, and might, and strength of God. Amen. By his spirit. And it's, you know, uh, uh, it's not only a necessity, but it's a privilege for us, you know, to, 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 to receive and have the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. As believers, you know. Now, if you're not uh, born again, you, you're, you're not, you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you know, then the Holy Spirit's not in you. Now, he's around you. You might not even be aware of it. He might, but he probably might have drawn you right here today. Or if you're watching, might have told you to, okay, click on that internet and watch that, you know. So he, he's around to affect everybody, but he's inside believers. Once you've been born, what the scriptures call being born again, born from above, born of the spirit, he lives in you. But he don't just want to live in you. He wants to empower you. He wants you to receive that which he has for you to be able to not only be who you are by you being born again. That's what the Holy Spirit within helps you with. But also to be able to do what you're supposed to be doing. As it says in Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for works that he foreordained. And this was before he ever created, created the heavens and earth. He had a work that he had purpose with your name on it. Your name has an assignment on it of works that we're supposed to be accomplishing in the earth. You know? But the only way to really accomplish those things is by the power of the Holy Ghost. We can't do it in our own ability. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's not only a necessity, but it's a privilege, you know, to, to receive the Holy Spirit. And he's a gift. He's a gift. I mean, think about it. We have such an awesome and wonderful Father, you know, a wonderful God who loves us. I mean, he gives us, now let me talk to the ladies for a minute. How many of y'all ladies like to get gifts from your husband or, or your friend? How many, come on, raise your hand. Now. Don't y'all like them little gifts? Some of y'all ain't raising your hand. Y'all might not be telling the truth, you know. Well, if you don't have a husband, you know, you can't answer. But, but if you got a, for me, anybody, don't you like little nice things given to you? Don't it just, to somebody hand you something nice, you're like, ooh. Don't it just, just bubble up something in you? Men like it too. Men like things, you know. They like to be given things. They might be sitting there real macho and everything, but they like gifts too. You just got to find out which one to give them, you know. Let somebody pull a bass boat or something like they really like, you know, but they'll go crazy, you know. But, but everybody likes gifts, even God himself. That's why he created us, to be a gift to him. You know, but our daddy loves us so much that he give us, gives us gift. And the first gift he, he gave because we needed, because, you know, man messed up. And it passed down to every man. Sin came into the world through one man. But God so loved us 
that he gave a gift. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him would not perish, but what? Have everlasting life. And he didn't send him into the world to condemn us. Even though we deserved to be condemned, I did. We all did. But he didn't send his son to do that. He sent him so that we could have the gift of everlasting life through him. But also he had another gift. And that gift is his spirit. He's the one that drew us to Jesus. The gift of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, I like to say sometimes. He's awesome. Oh, glory to God. I tell you, he gets me excited. Amen. And he's wonderful. I tell you, we need to acknowledge him more and more. If he's being ignored, he, can't, he won't do nothing. He might whisper to you every now and then and say, okay, you need to. Knowledge me now. Yeah, I want to do some things for you. But if we ignore him, guess what? Something else going to fill the vacuum. But we, if we acknowledge him, who he is, he's God, what he's able to do and what he wants to do, guess what? Things will begin to happen. We just got to believe. But, it, but it's, God gives us the gifts of his spirit to those who will ask him. And open up their hearts to receive. And we need them to be thoroughly equipped and to live a victorious life over every demonic activity. And if you don't think there's demonic activity going on in the world, then you must be sleeping most of the time. Wars, rumors of wars, trying to take your children and tell them they ain't who God made them to be. You know, trying to take your money, trying to take your life, trying to take what you believe. Wants to shut your mouth. Wants to shut your mouth. And your mouth is your access to life. Because the Bible said if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, you shall be. See, but if you can't confess you can't use your mouth if he can shut you up guess what that's how powerful your tongue is god has given power in your tongue use it for life use it for blessing use it to tell people about him but we need the help of the holy spirit to do that because when we try to do it in our own strength we kind of sometimes make people mad or we mess it all up that's why we need him because he's there to help us because he knows everybody he sends us to or he brings around us and he knows us. And he, he considers you a jewel that he wants to take out and let sparkle before that person. Because in that jewel, it'll reflect Jesus if we allow it to. And But not only does he want to deliver us from all this demonic activity that's against our lives, but also others. That's why we have to get our minds off ourselves and get it on him. Turn with me to uh, Luke chapter 2. I'm not, excuse me. Yeah, no, Luke 24, excuse me. Luke 24. 
Let's look at, uh, let me get there. Verse, let's start in verse 44. And then we're going to jump over to Acts chapter 1. But in Luke chapter 24, this is right after uh, uh, Jesus. This it talks about Jesus, you know, he had been crucified and the, the women went to visit the tomb. And, you know, then talks about the men on the road to Emmaus, you know, and Jesus appeared to him because he had raised from the dead and everything. But, uh, uh. In Luke, let's look at verse 44. Let me find it here. Okay. And I'm reading from the Tree of Life version, so mine might sound a little different. But it said, then he said to them, and this is Jesus speaking to his disciples before he was taken up. These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you. Everything written concerning me in the Torah or the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then open, then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, so it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day and that repentance for the removal of sins is to be proclaimed in its name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem or Jerusalem. That's the actual pronunciation of Jerusalem. But all nations, that word nations, talking about peoples, different peoples. And in this nation, we got a lot of different ethnic groups. Amen. But God wants his word, the truth, the gospel to be be proclaimed to them. You are witnesses of these things, and behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but you are to stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Turn over to uh, Acts 1.8. Clothed with power from on high. He's talking about the, the promise is the promise of God's spirit, his Holy Spirit. And he said, he told them, you know, I mean, he had trained them for three and a half years and, and given them, you know, things that the father told him to give them and everything. And then he died, you know, he was crucified, he was buried, and on the third day he rose up from the grave. And then he appeared to him for 40 days. But right now he was telling me, he said, hey, I showed you all these things and this is the reason it happened and everything. So, you know, uh, daddy wants to get you to promise. He said, so don't go nowhere. In other words, don't go out there and try to do this thing on your own. Because there's an enemy out there. And he'll beat you all upside the head. You know? So you need what I had when I walked the earth. See, Jesus received this same endowment. In the King James, I think it says, you shall be endued. You know? Here it says clothed. 
you know, in the Old Testament, the prophet or certain people, you know, God, they had a mantle. And it, you know, it was like a mantle to clothe them. And see, the Holy Spirit is like that mantle. Not only is he, he in you, but God wants him to clothe you. He's in you to make you to be, to be, to be. But he comes, he clothes you so you can do, do, do. Amen? So in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Okay. Fine, verse 8. Okay, here we go. They were talking, you know, they were, you know, it's in the same time Jesus said, you know, you're going to, you're going to deliver to get the kingdom for Israel and all those things. And he goes through. And he told them, don't worry about those things. Those, uh, let me start at verse 7. He said to them, it is not your place to know the times or seasons which the Father has placed under his own control. Verse 8. But you sh will or shall receive what? Power. 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 That Greek word, uh, 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 power out there in the Greek is dunamis, where we get our English word dynamite from. Power. God wants us with some power to deal with the forces. Because, see, we concentrate too much on what we can see, flesh and blood. But the Bible says our, our, our war is not with flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places. And he said, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. And see, this is the one that helps you put on the armor with the power. Amen. But you shall receive power when the Ruach Hokadesh, or in your translation, it probably says, when the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. Ruach is the, is the Hebrew word where, uh, that means spirit or breath. God breathed into them the Ruach of life, the breath of life. The Ruach is the, the Ruach Hokadesh is the Holy Ghost. Amen. I like to call him by his name. Amen. Just like I like to say Yeshua. You know, Jesus is enough. But, I, you know, don't you like people to call you by your actual name? You know, and, and he's, he had a Hebrew name. Amen. It just translated Jesus for us in English, you know. But I think we can pronounce Yeshua. But you can say either one. Amen. That's neither here nor there. So, But anyway, the, rule, uh, the, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and through all Judah and Samaria and to the end of the earth. God wants us to be a witness for him. Amen. That word witness can mean martyr, but, but, but it's more than martyr. God wants us to be a demonstration of who he is, you know, they, you know, when they first called the uh, called them Christians, you know, they uh, uh, they first got the name Christian. They were, you know, in, in a sense, they were the people who did it were kind of trying to demean them. 
But really, they were blessing them because to call them Christian was to say they're little Christ. Amen? So the word Christ, or, or, or you can say Messiah or little Messiah is Christ, the anointed one. Amen? See, the Holy Ghost, in, in 1 John chapter 2, it says you have an unction from the Holy One. You know, and you knoweth all things. Well, up there in verse 7, it says, you know, talks about the anointing being the Holy Ghost. He is the Holy Ghost, is the anointing. He was the one that came down, lighted. He wasn't a dove now. You know, the movies, they show this little thing flapping. But, you know, but he came down like a dove and rested on Jesus. Why? So Jesus can do what he did. He didn't rest on him so Jesus can be who he was because he was born the Son of God. You know, Isaiah said, now unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. See, the flesh Jesus, or Yeshua, was his body, but the, 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 the son was in who he was inside. He was 100% human, but also 100% God, the Son of God. He was the one that was with God in the beginning. Amen? So the Holy Spirit didn't come on him to make him the Son of God. He was already that. That's who he be. Amen? But he came up on him so he can demonstrate who we were supposed to be. He came to demonstrate what Adam lost, who God made us to be and do. Amen? And so the Holy Spirit came upon him uh, uh, at the baptism of John. Amen? And so like manner, God wants the Holy Spirit to come upon us. Uh, look at verse 38. Okay. Need to get a brighter light up here, but praise the Lord. <laughs> 38. Okay. Okay. Let me back up here. Let me read it from this translation. This is easier. <laughs> okay. Verse 38. Okay. Then Peter said to them, Repent, everyone, let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the what? Gift. See, he's a gift. The gift of the Holy Spirit. For this promise is to you. He's speaking to those at that time. And to your children and to all who are far off as many as the Lord our God will call. 
Some people say, well, you know, that was just back then for the apostles and back in Bible days. I thought we were still in Bible days. At least I am. You know, we're in the last days, and it's mentioned in the Bible, so we're in Bible days. Amen. But they're talking back there about with, about with Paul and Peter and all them, you know. But, but here he says, it's not only this gift is to you, to them back then, and to as many as afar off as our Lord our God shall what? Call. Now, how many of y'all in here are born again? Okay. If you're born again, then you were called to be with him. And you answered the call. Amen. And so he said, this gift is not only to them, but you were called. So this gift is for you. It's for you. God has something for you. He has power for you so that you can do his purpose and his plan in the earth. Amen. So you can, the Bible says in, in 1 John, it says, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest that he might what? Destroy the works of the devil. Well, guess what? The Holy Ghost is that destructive anointing that destroys or paralyzes or shows him inoperable and inactive in our lives. But if we don't have that power, guess what? We usually give him power where he's doing things against us, you know? But we're supposed to one be demonstrating what Jesus already did. Amen. Uh, God wants miraculous working ability in his church. Power in his church. Because the church is the what? Thank you. It's the body of Christ. We're his bride. You know, I mean. If I, and if I don't mind being called a bride, y'all don't mind being called a son if I say son. Amen? If you're a woman. But anyway, we're the body of Christ. You know? And God, you know, was Jesus powerful? Did he do awesome signs and wonders and miracles and all those things, healing? Amen? In his body when he was on the earth? Well, he still got a body down here. And he ain't, the Bible says in, in Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus is saying, yesterday, today, and forever. So if he was doing signs, wonders, and miracles in his body on the earth, his body is still here. He still wants to do it down here. But he does it through his body. Why? Because the anointing is on his body. You know, in Isaiah, uh, uh, I think it's 61, it says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for he hath anointed. In other words, the Holy Spirit's on me. So I can preach the gospel to the poor. You know, recovering the sight to the blind, heal those who are bruised, and, you know, all those things he talked about. You know, that's on us now. And he wants us to walk in these things. And see, if we don't start walking in them, things will get worse. Well, they're going to get worse anyway. But see, they'll begin to affect you in the way God never meant to affect you. 
You know, because the devil's out for one purpose, to steal, to kill, and destroy. You know, and he wants to take you out first because you're the one with the power of God on the inside of you who could stop him. And if you don't know you have this authority and power, guess what? He'll take advantage of you and all those you're supposed to be protecting. You say, I can't protect nobody but myself. No, you can't do that without the Holy Ghost. But you can't protect others because God gives you the power to do it through prayer, through declaration of your words. Amen. You know, your words can affect somebody halfway around the world, your prayers. But if you don't know that and believe that, guess what? Or if you don't have the power to exercise it, amen? So God wants power in the church. Turn with me to Mark chapter 16, verse 15 through 19. Mark 16, 15 through 19. I'm going to show you God wants us with power. You already said it in Acts 1.8 and Luke 24, but let's look at Mark 16. This also took place before Jesus took off, you know, before he took his flight to heaven. Mark chapter 16, let's look at verse 15. And he, being Jesus, said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel. To every creature. You know, some, some, some people say it, and I think it's a translation that says it, go into every man's world. In other words, go into the world where God has placed you. That's your world. Amen? Now, don't limit that to your world. Amen? But that's your immediate world. Go into all the world and preach or proclaim or declare the gospel to every creature. The one who believes and is baptized will be saved. But the one who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who what? Believe. In other words, those who have received Jesus into their heart. In my name, and what do we say that word name is? The authority, the character, the person of, the power of. Amen. In my name, they will cast out or drive out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Uh-oh, they're talking about their tongue stuff. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Jesus told his disciples, you know, and it wasn't just to the 12, it was, it was to his disciples, all those that would follow him. You know, the scripture said not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, going to get into the kingdom of heaven. There's a lot of people who, who, who proclaim to be Christians, you know, but does their life display it? Are they following him? A disciple is one who follows Amen. They're like an apprentice to a to a a, a a a master. You know, a master like you know, like you got goldsmith, blacksmith, all those things. They're the masters, and they get an apprentice. And that apprentice, they work with them, and they they demonstrate what they're doing, and then they get them the and they. 
do it alongside of them, then they watch them, you know. But their whole thing for the apprentice is to become exactly like the master. Amen. And that's what a disciple does. We take his yoke upon us. In other words, we're working together with him. And we learn him. Amen. So he wants power in his church. Because who needs healing in here today? Raise your hand. You need a healing in your body. I see your hands. I see your hands. See, just in here, people need healing, you know? And God wants them healed. Amen? If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, we already, by his stripes, were healed. Amen? But see, the Bible says we can lay hands on the sick, and they will what? Recover. Now, is it your responsibility to make them recover? No. All you are called to do is to tell them what the Scripture says, and demonstrate it, and then tell them to go in faith. Amen. Believing and thanking God for it. God's the one that has to confirm his word with signs following. We just declare it and demonstrate it, and he does the rest. But if we don't do our part, guess what? I hear you, Miss Jen. Amen. Signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. Amen. Uh, uh, look at verse 20 in that same chapter. Let, let me just keep on reading it. Verse 19. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he ascended up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. You know what God said? Jesus said, okay, I'm taking my rest now. I did my part. It's on you now. Go do don't be saying, Lord, please come down here and heal Sister Sue, God. She really needs you to heal her. Come on down, Jesus, and just touch her body, Lord, like you did in the days of old, in the Bible days. He can't do nothing with that because it don't line up with his word. You know, he gave them instructions. And verse 20 says, and they went out. And preached everywhere, the Lord doing what? Working with them. And confirming the word through the accompanying signs. See, if we never act on what he has said, God can't show what he said. You know, God, how come my finances are like they are? Are you acting on what he said? Do you know what he said to start with? Some, you know, it, it, it is kind of silly, but, but a lot of the body of Christ don't even know what the Word says. They say they believed in Jesus, but they won't read the Bibles. They won't read the love letter that God gave them that has treasure in it. I mean, it's a book. I mean, it don't matter what the area. If you, you need wealth, it's in the book. If you need healing for your body, it's in the book. If you need peace for your mind, it's in the book. If you need your marriage restored or strengthened or whatever it might be, your children, it's in the book. But we won't get in the book. 
We'll run to every psychiatrist, everything. We'll turn to drugs. We'll, turn, we'll do everything but get in the book. It's in the book. In the book. Wisdom's in the book. You know? And all you got to do is read it like a little child. And if you read it with that childlike faith, Oh, man, I tell you, I can, I can kind of feel it right now, but I can picture daddy just heart just, oh, getting so, oh, look at my baby. Look at my boy. Look at my, oh, look at my daughter. Oh, oh, that's my little girl. That's my son, yes. Oh, I got, oh, he's moving. Angels, they're doing, why? God sees somebody who believes him enough to get in the book. Amen? Amen. Demonstrations of the Spirit's work. And turn to 1 Corinthians. <laughs> Y'all know I'm already behind, don't you? <laughs> Y'all know me, don't you? 1 Corinthians. Let's look at uh, chapter 2. 1 Corinthians 2. Verse 4. Verse 4. And Paul said, My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. You know, this generation that's coming up now, I think between 18 and 27. They said this generation is different from the previous one. They called the millennial generation. It says that less than 30% of the millennial generation, the statistics, you know, this can go here, there. They, they less than 30% believe in God or, 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 or maybe, you know, think he is or they don't even care. Less than 30%. That tells you what the devil been doing in this nation. And what the church, we haven't been doing. You know? But they said this generation that's coming up now, which they call Generation Z. That's like the last letter of the alphabet. Or maybe it's got a prophetic meaning too. Because we're in the time when Jesus said when these things began to happen, it's not the end, meaning the end of the world, you know, but it's close to something that's getting ready to happen for the church. And maybe God has given us a sign say, get to doing what I call you to do by being who I call you to be. You know, but they say this generation, they're asking questions. Because, see, they don't see a hope ahead. Suicide has been just skyrocketing. And it's a spirit that the church should be binding up and speaking life out there. But, but, but they're, they're, they're asking questions because they don't see a hope. They see, they see the, the world starting to fall apart, the uh, global diseases and th all these things happening. And they're like, we, want, we don't want to play church. What's real? Are, are you really what... You say that book is saying, what's real? You know, 
what's true. Because they're they trying to tell me I'm a girl when, you know, everything else is saying opposite. Or trying to tell me I'm a boy. What's, what's the truth? What brings peace? What brings hope? What brings joy? What causes me to love like I'm supposed to love? What causes me to be successful? You know, what, why should I live any longer? If you're asking those questions out there, God says, I got an answer for you. I got an answer for you. And he is the way, the truth, and the lie. And if you open up your heart and, and ask him to come in and say, Jesus, come into me because I want to know you. you. They say you're the truth and I choose to believe it. Now demonstrate it in me. And see, this generation, those that have grabbed the whole of it, they're doing things. They're going out on the streets. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I had my heyday out in the streets, you know, and it's, you know, I want to rest, you know, I want to do, uh-uh. Okay, Lord, I won't say that. Because <laughs> I was kidding. But anyway, get off your duff. Your day is not over. God got a work for you to do. You know, you can be 80, 90, 60, 50, whatever. These generations want to see those that have made it and are successful. And they need to hear from you. They need to hear that God is faithful. They need to hear that he is love. They need to hear that if you're in a situation and it seems rough and don't seem like you could come out of it, that he will take you out of it. He is faithful. He will work all things together for your good. They need to see it. They want to see it. But if we don't do our part, because we hung up on ourselves, this didn't go right for me. That didn't go right for me. That didn't work out for me. Well, you might be summing up for a big all working together for good out of all those things. If you look at it the right way and see God for who he is, he's faithful. He's the God of the turnaround, the breakthrough, and every, every, everything we need. Yes, it don't always go right. You know, a couple of Saturdays ago, I left here from a prayer meeting. And the car got totaled. Devil tried to take me out. But God, I'm standing up here today. Why? Because God was with me. Even the people around said it must have been God that he survived. You know? Why? He's a good God. He's a faithful father. He loves us. And he wants the world to know. It don't matter what your situation is. He is able. I can't do it, but he can do it through me, and he can do it through you. Don't look at what people have told you you are or what they say you can amount to. You know what? God can take just a heart yielded to him. You know, a, a, a little young man who has, who, uh, what is it, Down syndrome or whatever it might have been he had, you know, he probably was told every thing in the book about, oh, he won't make it. He won't be this. He won't be that. Now he's running a sock company, designing his own socks and sending them around. Presidents buy them. Why? He chose not to believe what the world was saying, but chose to believe something else, that there was something in him telling him, hey, you can do it. 
Trust me, I can make you into something. Don't listen to the naysayers and doubters who say you can't. Believe you can. Believe you can. And it don't matter what the color of your Get off of the color of your skin. Stop looking at the natural and begin to look at the things that really matter. The things we can see, they're temporary. But the thing we can't see, they're eternal. That's where our focus needs to be. That's where our focus should be. Amen? Let me get on because I took all y'all time. Mine too. But the world needs a demonstration. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.